It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Scott Branson, along with Mo Moten, we are here talking to you about how the Raiders, yes, inexplicably could get better fast. Yes, they have holes on defense, lots of them. But can they turn it around? And I think we can look to a team that you guys all know about the past two seasons, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Mo, I want to touch on this because a lot of Raider fans and and accurately identify uh, a reason for the Raiders' struggles over the last five to six years, and actually 20 years, has been a lack of defense. Uh, And so I wanted to look at this. I wanted to compare the Bengals. If you look at the Bengals, Going back, I'm going to go back to 2020. The Bengals uh, finished the 2020 year at 4-11, and 11, okay? 4-11, and 11, they have a big draft, that 2020 draft. Uh, from an offensive perspective, they get Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, okay? Two star starters for them now. But they also got Logan Wilson on the defensive side. Um, 2021, we all know what they did. They finished 10-7. Uh, uh, and seven. They also last year drafted Jamar Chase, the offensive tackle, Jackson Carmen, who was a substitute but's come on here late and did well in the a- AFC divisional round. Joseph Asai at defensive end, uh, as well as their kicker, Evan McPherson. So they went from 4-11 and to 10-7 and in one season, primarily, Mo, because they made some good free agent, dra- or free agent signings to bolster that roster last year. Their offensive line still was terrible. But they they were building it. They were trying to get things right. They they put some more money into the defense first, which made no sense because of the quarterback. But it worked for them. Um, and then they of course struck gold in the draft. When you look at Burrow, T. Higgins, and Logan Wilson, all key starters for this team over the past two seasons. Over that same time, the Raiders were eight and eight in twenty twenty. They drafted Rugs, Bowden, Arnett, Edwards, Muse, Simpson, and then Meek Roberts. The only one. Remaining on that team is a Meek Roberts, uh, which who was a fourth round draft pick. Okay, so you look at that, and 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 the 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 the, the Bengals on defense in 2020 were ranked 22nd. A year later, in 2021, they were ranked 17th, and this year they're a top five defense because of draft and because of free agents. Their offense went from 29th in 2022 to seventh last year and eighth this year. The Raiders, of course, had a top 10 offense in 2020, went to 18th uh, last year in 2021, and then 12th this year still uh, with 23 points a game. Uh, But the Raiders' defense from 30. Uh, in 2022, 26th in 2021, and 26th again in 2022. Now, Mo, everybody thought the defense for the Raiders was worse this year than last year. In fact, it was better from the perspective of not the ranking, but points given up at 418 compared to 439 in 2021 and only 24.6 points per game versus 29.9 in 2020. So, I bring this up and I want to get your comments about how fast things can change in the NFL, but it all hinges on the front office making the right moves and hitting early and often with their draft capital. 
you know what else the Bengals did? I'm going to say the P Joe word. Burrow? I'm going to say the P. I'm going to say the P word that yeah. Raider yeah. fans are going to roll their eyes about. Uh oh. They were they were patient yes. because I I'm old enough to remember when a lot of people thought Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumo, who's their defensive coordinator, were going to be fired. Mm-hmm. Going into the 2021 season, he Zach Taylor was on a hot seat. And I remember because I wrote an article. Article. He was one of the five guys I had on a hot seat because the Bengals had Joe Burrow, number one overall pick. They had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They had a lot of talent, right? So we're 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 waiting. Okay, you got the talent. Where are the results? Mm-hmm. And it took that third year. And that third year, that's when the Bengals took off 2021 when they went on that Super Bowl run. So it took, think about this, Zach Taylor, you know, he was on the, I believe, Deshaun Mouvet coaching tree. Yep. Took him took him three years to get that Bengals team right. Now, the Bengals had the help of a number one overall draft pick, which the Raiders <laughs> don't have. Yeah. But they gave Luna Anarumo and Zach Taylor time to develop that talent. And I think, fan, again, fans don't want to hear this, but you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be patient. You have no choice but to be patient. The other thing I want to point out, though, with the Bengals the one thing that the Raiders can emulate, and I mentioned it, the Bengals had the number one overall pick in the draft. So that definitely helps when you can get the best <laughs> quarterback in a draft class. The Raiders don't have that luxury. But I, I agree with you, Scott, on the defensive side of the ball, as far as patience are concerned, you, the Raiders could take that from the Bengals with Luna Onorumo and Patrick Graham, see what happens, because Luna mm-hmm. Onorumo wasn't an established defensive coordinator either, and I believe he also came from Miami. But I think the Raiders should follow a, a blueprint close to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I say that because Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. And they drafted Jalen Hurts while they had Carson Wentz. Correct. So this wasn't a guy that they drafted and they said, this guy's going to be you know, our guy, our long-term solution, our franchise player. Mm-hmm. What they did was they moved on from Carson Wentz and elevated Jalen Hurts by putting pieces around him and making sure they had a system that worked for Jalen Hurts. And I emphasize that because whoever the Raiders have as their quarterback, if it's not a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers – because those guys are already established and great. If they get a young guy, they have to invest in helping that young guy flourish. Because yep. with Jalen Hurts, there were, there was discussion. Nick Sariani was the play caller. He allowed Shane Steichen, who's now head coach of candidate, to call plays in the second half of last season. And they input the RPO to help Jalen Hurts in his development. So while you saw Jalen Hurts, he wasn't the most accurate quarterback last year. That improved. They let him use his legs, his athleticism. So you take the player and you tailor your system to the player, not the other way around. I think the Raiders coaches over the past few years have made that mistake where they say, this is our system. I'm going to have players fit fit into our system instead of taking the player and saying, we're going to put the system around the player and accentuate his strengths. Yeah. And and, and it's interesting, too, because you mentioned Nick Sirianni, who do you remember how they wanted to run him out of town? After that, for, they wanted him out of town. They, they, there. It was calls to have him fired. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And I understand Raider Nation's impatience because it's been two decades. I get that piece of it, but when you have a new coach, a new GM, you've only had one season, and so that's where I think. Look, we've talked about it a million times here on this show, which is Josh McDaniels struggled. He's got. He's on the hot seat. He should be. At the same time, to your point about patience, you look at that. But I also go back to how important the draft is. And so when you look at what Dave Ziegler does this year, it's it's vital for this team to take a giant step forward. You won't know these draft picks. Okay, all the analysts, including us, are going to tell you, hey, we think it was good. Here's who we thought was a good pick. Here's who we're not sure about. At the end of the day, though, 
this is where they have to build their foundation because you look at the Bengals, Burrow, Higgins, Wilson, Jamar Chase, McPherson, Asai, uh, all within two drafts, right? And that changed the fortunes of that team, uh, as well as some key free agent signings on the offensive line and a couple on defense as well. So, so the Raiders need to do that. The Raiders have had, what, nine draft picks that just have not panned out. In the last in the last three drafts, so that is disastrous, and that's where the, that's why they are where they are, and I think that that's where I think Raider fans should have some hope. And to your point about patience, I know it's the hardest thing in the world to have patience, but I can see this team. To your point, the quarterback position is vital. You have to figure that out. And yes, you can't find a Joe Burrow everywhere, but at the same time, you can with the offensive tools you already have. Joe Burrow came onto an offense that didn't have a wide receiver really didn't have a tight end. Um, Joe Mixon was there, of course, but but they they had a lot of pieces missing on offense. The Raiders do not. The Raiders have the offensive pieces. They have to build up that defense. But again, I don't think it happens in one year. Can the Raiders go? I mean, the Bengals went from 26 in defense to 17 in one year. Can the, can the Raiders go from 26 to 18 or 19? They can. And I think with the offense, depending who you have quarterback, that means this team should be, it could be, I should say, could be in the running to make the playoffs very simply just because you improve well enough. Coaching has to improve as well, but uh, but it's not impossible. This is not Major League Baseball where it takes you five, six years to build a team. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Raider fans who follow the NFL closely will say, well, Mo, the Eagles made the playoffs in Nick Sirianni's first year. And I get that. And that goes to my point, what the Eagles did to get there. If you remember mm-hmm. how the Eagles started off, I believe they started off 2-5, and five, like the Rays did and this past season. And what happened is in the middle of the season, I remember the game when it happened, the Eagles were playing the Tempe Buccaneers, and they started to give the ball to Miles Sanders. They started to run the ball a lot more, right? They found an identity. And that's how they were able to get to 98 and get to the playoffs in their first year. Where the Raiders went wrong was the Raiders never established an identity. We talked about the, this during the season, right? You look at the Raiders 6 and 11 season. What was their offensive identity? They had one maybe for a little bit, was feed Josh Jacobs the football, but yep. there were certain times where it was still kind of inconsistent. There were times where you felt like Devontae Adams should have got the ball, didn't get it. There was inconsistency there. So, Coming into the 2023 season, regardless of what the Raiders' record is, right? We hope it's a good record. We hope they make the playoffs and win a bunch of games. But the first thing that Josh McDaniels has to do, whoever is the quarterback, whoever is in the backfield, whoever your wide receivers are, they have to establish an identity. Are you going to be a run-heavy team? Are you going to be a team that goes through the air a lot and threatens the the opposing team's defensive backs? Are you a team that exploits the middle of the field with with your star tight end? What are you? What what type of offense are you running to the point where you can say this is our bread and butter? Because if you look at the teams, I know we're going to get into this in the last segment. If you look at the last four teams, they all have an identity. They, they all do. the Eagles, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Bengals, they all have an identity. Mm-hmm. You can look at all their games and you can say, okay, that's their bread and butter. Right. That's their bread and butter. The teams that are home, the teams that didn't make the playoffs, 
you don't know what their offensive game plan was. They didn't have an identity. Yeah, and it, it amazes me too. And I know it's statistics, and sometimes they can be misleading. But you look at the Raiders at 26th overall in defense for the second straight year at 26. They gave up a point, almost a point and a quarter less this year than they did last year, believe it or not, um, including 21 less points overall. Uh, 24.6 points. The Bengals are the top five defense in the NFL, gave up 20.1. So you're talking literally one stop a game difference on defense. Now, that's what a couple players can do for you, really. Because you think about four-point difference between the Bengals and the Raiders, you're talking about one score a game almost, okay? Uh, or maybe two in this case. Uh, and and then on offense, the same thing. The Raiders, uh, 23.2 a game. The Bengals, as good as they are on offense, 26. So again, one score per game. It just goes to show you that in the NFL, uh, that, that the difference between a 6-11 and 11 team and an 11-6 and six team can literally be two or three players, key players on each side of the ball that make the biggest difference. And the good news for Raiders fans out there is that the offense is in a good spot if they can shore up the quarterback position and do what they're going to do there. And then on defense, spend the time and the money to get bodies and good bodies there, including some young ones. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right, we're going to great discussion. We're going to take uh, our last break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about, to close the show, the NFL playoffs. Yes, the championship games coming up this week. Uh, what we see in those games, who we like, and uh, what we can learn from that that informs the Raiders. Because obviously on the AFC side, we talked a lot about the Bengals this segment. We haven't talked much about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' injury, but we will do that here in the final segment. You're with Mo and Scott here on Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. 